1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel, joined by Damon McDonald. Uh, Damon, how are you doing?
0: We are good. Joel's just hopping in. He's a professional broadcaster now. He he, he pops right in at the last minute and just says, "Boom, we're we're getting on. No no warm up, no nothing. We're just uh, we're going in, and uh, we got breaking news in front of us. Well, maybe not breaking news, but you know it's. Uh, well, I don't know. Is it breaking news? You tell me, Joel. Uh, it is
1: breaking news. So like we've literally, uh, within the last three minutes, got the uh, G1 schedule or schedule, mm-hmm. as uh, others might say. So yeah, we'll be, be uh, discussing that. That should be fun. <laughs> in the show. <laughs> yeah, that should be uh,
0: that should be fun. I mean, the lineups, uh, as we found out earlier this week. Um, I don't know, left a little, uh, left a little open to be dis- discussed, so um, I'm sure that we'll have some takes on that, and then now with the lineups and uh, the G1, I mean, we're coming into, we're getting out of summer. We just had our Labor Day holiday, the unofficial end of summer, so uh, it's a little, little weird for us to be talking G1. We should already have crossed that bridge already, but... Now we will be. We will be in full G one season, and uh, I don't care what anyone says. G one is G one, and uh, I still there is still a uh, there is still a little fire inside of me when someone mentions G one time. So uh, I'm in. Let's let's see what we got.
1: So I uh, start you off with a nice softball of a question uh, right. from Sid, and Sid says, "Are you considering to stop watching NJPW?" <laughs> I am, I'm not considering stopping. Yeah. I, I I have my moments, and I have my moments at the weekend watching the the, the Grand Slam shows. But now, actually, like having these G one lineups in front of me, and I put all the shit to the side about clap crowds, whatever. It's a fucking Grade One climax, and it is impossible. Well, for me personally, not to get excited by that. It's the best wrestling on the planet from an in ring standpoint, and I know like there's so much exciting stuff happening. Uh, you know, all out was a tremendous event i haven't watched it yet hoping to watch that a bit later but by all accounts it sounded incredible i'm really excited it's okay to like both things yeah you know we don't have to pick sides here damon and as we all know once things get back to normal companies are going to be working together so there's <laughs> so much to be excited about and, and I, I realize i'm kind of sort of <laughs> quite bipolar about this uh my mother suffered from bipolar disorder so you know maybe <laughs> maybe it's in the genes but mm. uh uh we are just you know we've got that and i know we keep saying it but just on the horizon when travel opens up and it is going to open up at some point and we're going to get so much good stuff. It's just going to be like a, a, a An avalanche. match to the, the yeah. Tinder box. Yeah. It's it's going to blow up people going surprise debuts in you know, people come from the States to Japan, people come from Japan to the States. It's going to be wild. So I'm not ready to throw dirt on the, the, the grave of uh, new Japan pro wrestling yet.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, this would be, this would feel like a much different scenario if, um, this were say two thousand and nine or ten or, or eleven, where you just didn't see an end in sight. There absolutely is an end in sight. The, the, it's hard for me to even say to call these New Japan shows because there's so so many handcuffs that are placed, pardon the pun, <laughs> that are uh placed on them. Um when it comes to putting on shows in Japan. It's really it's, they're, they're they're trying their best. It, and that's the best I can say. They're trying their best. Now, are there things that we might not think stick as of right now just to get us through for this just across this bridge over troubled waters? Um yes, of course, and we'll talk about that. And we're not going to ignore that. Nor are we going to say this company has gone has fallen apart and it's, it, it it I mean I hate to say it is what it is but it is what it is we're 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 we're, we're playing with the cards that we have, we have been dealt um and no I, I again I see the light at the end of the tunnel and I see that if and when this gets cleared up you're right Joel you, there is so much good things and possibilities now. If they fuck that up,
1: mm, we're, gonna have a diff- we're gonna have a different conversation. So like, we, we've got uh, Wrestle Kingdom Seventeen, uh, January twenty twenty three, full Tokyo Dome, sold out, and our main event. Uh, we, we're seeing um, Dick Togo choking <laughs> Brian Danielson with a garotte wire, <laughs> even <laughs> punching him in the balls. <laughs> then we can start having some serious complaints yeah.
0: Right, right. I mean, again. I hate to, to, to beat the dead horse, but it, it, this this is us trying to tread water. This is, this is, just keep that in mind. And everything that is good and positive right now is a company treading water. Um, and and to, the, to the other side of it, I mean, look at what's happening in the United States. I mean, there's genuine excitement over what New Japan is doing and able to do in the United States. Um, there's, I mean, look, you had, uh, Satoshi Kojima, uh, come out on a show in front of 18,000 people or 17,000 people or 60, whatever it was. Uh, and what a, what a genuine smile on his face. You had people go batshit crazy over, uh, uh, Minoru Suzuki walking out, uh, in front of that same crowd. It, it's it. there. I was going to
1: say, like uh, New Japan are doing a lot of favors for AEW right now, just giving them this sort of steady trickle of people like uh, Kenta and Kojima, Yuji Nagata, uh, Suzuki, Tanahashi, if rumours are to be believed. So they are doing a lot of groundwork there in building that relationship. So you better believe that when things open up, there, you know, there's there's going to be some backs to be scratched. Yeah, I agree. I, I would think. I would think. And and I've said it a trillion times that
0: Tony Khan is a pro wrestling fan. He is a pro wrestling fan before all of this, before ruining English football, <laughs> before, <laughs> before. Uh, I mean, he was a tape trader. He was at the ECW Arena. He was in Long Beach. New Japan was here as a fan. Look, so – um. On, okay. So, being that we're here and we're discussing this, Joe, I am, I am, I am pumped and thrilled with everything that I've just talked about. Like, I'm generally excited about what potential is there. There is a part of me, and this is me being fucking just how I am and raised and my life experiences. There is a part of me, a little bit of bitterness. We could have been there. <laughs> that could have been us. Awesome. I
1: know. God. <laughs> I, I, I know. Um And it, it, it's difficult as well for me because with the time difference, like when all this cool shit was happening uh, all out, I'm at my desk teaching kids online. Oh. So it's, it's not like I can enjoy it real time as well and I want to like I really want to uh, uh, you know AEW's won me over if I have the chance to watch stuff live I will because they're they're firing on all cylinders but our time will come Damon yeah they're, they'll all come crawling back they'll yep. all come crawling back on their hands and knees saying oh sorry we, we were wrong New Japan's good again and I'll say sure how much money you got because <laughs> this is going to cost you right that's when we open this up this is going to cost you <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: when we open up the Patreon that's, that's, that's when we start that and we make some fucking
1: money finally. That's it. The first super show that's announced in the state and whatever we're going right behind a fucking paywall. That's everyone it. can eat shit. <laughs>
0: yeah, where were you? Where were you? While well, we were fucking reviewing Chase Owens Yano, thirty minute I quit matches. Where were you? <laughs> where were you? Oh lordy Lou, but yes, I am excited. Um, I am excited, and uh, again, it's a little tiny bit of mixed emotions. But I I do see the forest for the trees. Um, uh, That being said, that being said, we are still somewhat in a weird time. We are in a weird timeline when it comes to New Japan Pro Wrestling, where again we're trying to. I, I the last thing I want to do is give anyone an excuse. Like I just don't want to sit here and say, well, you know, COVID and they were handcuffed and they can only have this many people in the building and blah blah blah. Even that aside, there are things that they could do a lot better uh, from a, a a pro wrestling enjoyment perspective. I feel anyway. Um, but again, they can only deal with the talent that they have. But that aside, um, it it. I don't think I've ever experienced a situation, Joel, where we we have one promotion that is split in half with one half doing, feeling energetic and alive and possible. And, uh, you know, it feels exciting. And then the other side being just this, whew, how are we going to... How uh, is this it? Right. Is this it? Um, And at the same time, both of them trying to get done what needs to get done. And again, this is a Japanese based promotion. and, And I say that knowing full well that two years ago I sat here and I said, this is no longer a Japanese promotion. This is an international promotion. Japanese promotion <laughs> um, that on the domestic side, it just seems such a fucking dry cracker and the United States side, the side that you would think would have the struggles is really so much more fun and entertaining. And, and again, possibilities are endless. So it's just a weird spot to me. So to answer the question no. Uh because I see a light at the end of the tunnel. I I've not. Now, I think I think it's more logistically of okay. Uh how how can I do, how can you do everything? How can you watch everything? How can you, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff spread across a lot of different places and it's not easy to follow anymore. To for me anyway. Like it's not like I pop on New Japan and boom, everything's self-contained. And, no. There's shit going on in Strong. There's shit going on in AEW. There's shit going on in Impact. There's shit going on on the main show. Like it's everywhere and it's spread out. And it's like it's it's like, it's like really becoming a, a bit of a chore to schedule my life to watch all this shit.
1: Yes, uh, I share those <laughs> struggles as well. You know, both of us, we're great men. We've, we've got shit to do. There's... Stuff we've got big boy responsibilities going on in our lives. And yeah, it's hard to juggle everything. So sometimes you gotta pick and choose. Like I, I know this G1's gonna be a struggle for me personally. I suspect I'll be watching uh most of these matches uh late at night after Esther's gone to bed. But uh all the same, I'm excited. And again, having that light at the end of time. You, you know what it's like, Teddy? It's like um the New Japan are at some point in the future, like I said, they're gonna get delivered all, all these wonderful exciting fresh wrestlers turning up on their doorstep and they'll be rubbing their hands together like seeing all this stuff arriving on their doorstep and thinking oh what what delicious stuff can we come up with with all these fresh ingredients it's almost Damon, like getting an order from the people over at hello fresh So that's us. We're just we're, we're in our homes. We're waiting, waiting for those delicious fresh ingredients to arrive. Because we know when they get here, we're gonna make some tasty meals.
0: I'm dying laughing. <laughs> that was really, 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 really good. That, that one that one made me that one made me smile, Joel. You did a good job. So uh why don't I uh, hop into my Google Drive? <laughs> 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 I've got the link. I can send it to you. Oh, but, I mean, well, the problem is, is that it's, uh, you know I can do it off my phone. Sure. I mean, I don't even. Th- I really don't even think I need to do it off my phone. But yeah, you just send it my way. Just make to make sure that uh, I I cover the points that I need to cover. Because here's the thing: I feel passionately about it already. I feel like I don't even need the copy points because I know for me, HelloFresh is where it's at. Right. Again, the the, the chores. We talk about uh, some uh, struggle and, and adult responsibilities and all that stuff. You know, grocery shopping is probably top of the list, and it's probably one of the things I enjoy least in life. Stinks. I just – I just oh, – I, I hate it. Well, imagine getting fresh, seasonal, uh, diet, uh, dietary uh, concern – if that's a word – recipes – Delivered straight to your door. I mean, the idea of that is fantastic, and the idea of uh, wasting food and uh, getting you know meals that you, you're never going to eat uh, that goes right out the window. It Goes right out the window with HelloFresh. Um, and I, and again, there there are plenty of other services out there that do do roughly the same thing. For me, freshness. For me uh a variety and for me uh ease of use are, are the three factors and hello fresh nails every single one of them right that's uh that's 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 something to be said uh in a world where um again everyone's trying to be safe Everybody's trying to be, to save time. Everybody's got responsibilities right to your door. Family-friendly meals right to your doors that you prepare, that you choose. Um, fantastic job by HelloFresh. Uh, so here's what we're going to do for you, right? So, uh, you know, I, I love the HelloFresh. Joel, if he could have it in his country, he would have it delivered to his doorstep as well. Uh, family-friendly menu. It's a big win. Back to school season. Let's make that a, a point as well, uh, with easy, delicious recipes for drama-free dinners. Right, hello fresh offers a, a what fifty menu and uh, and uh, market items, fifty to choose from oh, every week, from uh, vegetarian meals, calorie smart choices, extra special gourmet options. Fantastic, uh, there's something for everyone to enjoy with recipes designed and tested by professional chefs. Nutritional experts, they, they've, they've merged the superpowers of, of dinners uh, to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Fantastic. Uh, and also, HelloFresh is over 30% cheaper than shopping at grocery stores. Look at that stat, huh? With pre-portioned ingredients that assure you won't spend money on excess food that winds up where, Joel? Right in the trash, right? We all know that. I do it all the time. Not with HelloFresh. So here's what we're going to do. Sign up today. Sign up today at HelloFresh.com uh, slash... Oh, what is the link? I don't have the link here. Where's the link, Joel? It's a, it's a VOW 14, isn't it? Yes, correct. I knew it. See, I told you I didn't need these. Numbers. It's VOW 14. Sign up. Use that code, right? Uh, and you get up to 14 free meals. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing, right? So VOW14, use that code VOW14. Uh, and you can try this and you can see if it's for you. And I I promise you, it would be. It will be. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW14. Use the code VOW14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. Get on board now. What are you waiting for? Get on it right now. Hello fresh. And, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, change the way that you look at dinner. Change the way. Right? This is this is a no-brainer. Save money. Fresh foods, foods delivered to your door that you pick uh, off of the menu items that they have prepared by chefs and nutritionists, and uh, to save you money, time, and energy. HelloFresh. Thank you, HelloFresh. We appreciate you hopping on board the Super Jcast. Again, VOW14 is the code, and save yourself some time, money, and energy with HelloFresh.
1: Outstanding stuff. Okay, let's move on to Wrestle Grand Slam in MetLife Dome. So, let will start with Saturday, on September 4th in the uh, Saitama MetLife Dome. Attendance, 2095. Um, let's call it what it was, Damon. It looked shit. Like, the aesthetics of it with uh, yeah. basically a, a Korakuen Hall crowd uh, packed into a stadium. It, it looked terrible. Uh, the, the malaise hit me at that point, just the visuals of it. Um, even Kidani has acknowledged that, you know, something's going wrong here. Uh, whether it's the matches going long or, or whatever. He he talked about a few possible factors at play, but uh, it did not look great, did it?
0: It no. I mean um yeah. <laughs> I mean there's no there's no sugarcoating it. It did not look good. And uh not only from a visual standpoint, from but from an acoustic standpoint. Um I mean sounds just Reverberating for, for, for and echoing uh, for what seemed like infinity,
1: uh, it, it had like the same acoustic quality of the uh, empty stadium uh, football matches you know, last season's Premier League when you know you said two teams uh, having a football match in like a completely empty uh, Old Trafford or uh, Emirates Stadium. Right, it right, really did. Look, it's
0: it's hard to get yourself pumped up for that it just it's it's almost you 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 pop it on and it and it is a reminder of what life is for many uh currently and that that the that the the gray cloud and the wet blanket of life is still hovering around us um so yeah it it it's hard to it's hard to shake, right? It's hard, you know. You could be going to a show and and be somewhat pumped up for what's on paper, and then you get that shot, and it's just like, <sighs> yep, it is what it is. Um, I will say this as well. Even with the restrictions, and even with the the near empty arena, even the people that were there. Boy, there were times where it felt like they just didn't even feel like being there. <laughs> did you
1: did did that come across to you at all? Like the crowd that was even there, did it? Yeah, well, you see, like people, you can see every single person that like, decides to get up and go wandering around or go for a piss <laughs> or whatever, and it was quite distracting, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, and I just
0: and just their body language, like you could tell when people are just like, okay, here we go, pro wrestling. Um, I don't care if you're wearing a mask, a cardboard box, I don't give a shit. Like you could see it in their body language, and it just didn't feel like I could, I could see it in their body language. that They were like, okay. And I, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, Wasn't the weather just awful too? Like it just felt yeah, like a- – Yeah, pissing with rain apparently. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like a, a chore. And then I hate to say it, but you add to the fact that, oh, New Japan has got to sort out these fucking technical things, man. I know it's impossible to call a wrestling show in a fucking hotel room. And then have another person in another room, and nobody's there. Lot, and it's just, oh, I'm so sick of delays. And I just, oh, I just, there, if there's anything that I that I, I never want to have again is delayed broadcasts. It's the worst. Um, well, God bless Kevin Kelly for flying over to Japan for the G1. So I know have to worry about that. I know, I know, I, I and and for him to sacrifice himself, in a sense, to from his family and I mean he's you know he's he's, I mean he does it every year for G one, but I think this one's even a little bit more of a struggle and even a little bit more of a. Uh, I'm sure there were some extra hugs. Let's put it this way: before he got on that fucking flight, and you know he got in the car and got to the airport. You know, it's a, it's a little bit different than most normal, okay, I'll see you in a month kind of things. There's a little bit more going on in the world. Um, so I just hope everybody stays safe, you know. I just hope everybody stays safe. So uh Yeah, it's 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 difficult. And 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 unfortunately it was like right out of the gate, boom, technical issues, and you're just like Oof. all right, let's see if we can power through this one.
1: So uh, there are Stardom special matches to open up. I'm not going to go into too much detail because, again, I'm totally ignorant on the subject and and more informed podcasts than us can do this justice. But I really like the matches. I thought they were very good. I would check out Stardom if I had the time. Maybe I will. Uh, I was particularly impressed by Saya Kamitani. I thought she was great. Uh, William said, did the hyper-energy and colours of the Stardom matches make all the following NJPW matches seem less exciting? That wasn't the case for me, but you could definitely tell that the, the Stardom wrestlers were rising to the occasion and, and making the most of it. And, the, the well, both matches I thought were very good. This, the night two one I thought was slightly better. But uh, both of them, they, they definitely grabbed the ball by the horns and, and made the most of this opportunity. And, and hopefully they've converted some new fans to the product. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that, they,
0: that that got ironed out too because why not, why not have them on? Uh, not even to – I don't to say – not even to open the show. I mean, we're looking for new, fresh – things um in in a a new japan ring um i got no i got no problem just you know popping them on a show even even a a a more important storyline match um a title defense something like that i would have i would have zero issues with that at this this point joel they're owned by the same company um again i'm not saying we want to split card i'm not saying but you know, would that be better than, than some of the stuff that we're seeing right now? I, I I I don't know. I mean, traditionalists are are going to yell and scream and and I'm not saying we start a new Japan women's division and I'm not saying I'm saying put fucking stardom matches on there. We need fresh matches, we need something new, we need something vibrant. Um and I think they that you have that in your back pocket. Why not put a, put put more stardom matches on these shows? I got no problem with it. Zero.
1: Bit of a deep cut here, but uh, I think season three of Hanzawa Naoki is going to be all about uh, Hanzawa Naoki managing to negotiate this deal between Bushiroad and TV Asahi and NTV to broadcast the, the dark matches before these shows. So. Uh, There you go. Uh, Let's move on to the first match, a special tag match, Tiger Mask and Robbie Eagles against Bushi and Hiromu. Yeah, this is is fine. I've got nothing to say about it. It was good. I like Tiger Mask and Robbie Eagles. I think they're a good team. I think Tiger Mask is uh, underrated. They were low-key one of the the better teams in the uh, Super Junior Tag League. And I fully expect them to be having a junior tag title shot in the not-too-distant future.
0: Yeah, I wish I could, you know, I wish you could add to that. There was it was the opening match of a show that boy you were, you were waiting for that, those main event matches
1: <laughs> that's for sure. Um, I, I, I I tell you I would sorry one other thing actually occurred to me. I forgot to mention that uh, it gave me encouragement that if uh, Tiger Mask is going to be in best of the Super Juniors, which I think he he should be and he mm-hmm. will be, uh, I think yeah one one to watch out for because. He'll be the grumpy veteran, but I think he can still go. What, what, uh, give me,
0: I mean, I guess I'll phrase the question like this Do you think that anyone not named Robbie Eagles or Hiromo Takahashi, uh, was the star performer of this match? Uh,
1: no, but, Again, I always think people like Tiger Mask and Bushi sort of rise to the occasion because they don't often get to wrestle on uh, quote unquote big shows like this. But yeah, I mean, it, it's a setup match for right. Robbie and let, let You know, let's not waste any more time with it. I'm happy to move on if you are fine. Let's <laughs> uh, Second match, uh, special singles match. Show defeated Yo in 24 oh, minutes 41 seconds me. with a referee stop. Okay, that's a big side there because uh, I. I like this one. I thought it was really good. Um, yeah, fine. Got his, okay, you you want to go first then? No, no, you go,
2: you go, you go, you go. You go. Uh,
1: show came out with this it's sort of like a, a Tekken, reminding me of Jin Kazama-inspired aesthetic, looking very moody and, and grumpy. I like the new music. I thought it was pretty good. And the entrance video with just him doing very, very nasty things to Yo, that made me chuckle. And considering this is a relatively recent heel turn, a very recent heel turn shows heel work. I thought was surprisingly polished. Um, he, lots of funny faces. He I hate the psychopath. funny
0: faces, Joel. <laughs> I hate the funny fucking faces. I don't know <laughs> what's <laughs> going on with him and what he's trying to convey, but I, he just looks, it just looks silly as fuck. It's, 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 it is the most overacting uh, pro wrestling performance. I just, I can't get past it. Um, is he like trying to like be like insane or something? Is he trying to be like I've lost my marbles? So uh, so I, I, uh, I like what's going on here? Help me help me understand what the fuck am I looking at here?
1: Yeah, that's it. He's uh, he's a sadist now, and you know there's a lot of a lot of arm work. I thought it was quite good. You know the arm work on the turnbuckle, like kicking Yo's arm in in the barricade in time to the twenty count. Not dissimilar to Jay White actually uh, in terms of the sort of methodical. Attacking in the early parts of the match, and I thought both guys actually did very well in making it feel like a grudge match. Yes, uh, there were some nasty attacks, like the the dragon suplex into the turnbuckle. Very aggressive forearms, uh, nice reversals and counters from the shock arrow to the stargazer. That was really cool, and I thought shows selling in the stargazer was very good. I uh, really saw that sort of frantic desperation to get out and. I, Yo really impressed me here, actually, because you don't often see uh, the sort of fire and passion from him when he's in Rapongi 3K. But I thought he brought absolutely the right level of uh, uh, emotion and intensity to this fight. I, I was enjoying this a lot. I was enjoying this a lot. Then we got a ref bump and a low blow and a chair shot. And then Sho joined Bullet Club, or, or to be specific, the House of Torture subsidiary. And, and I looked at Show standing with Yujiro and Evil and Dick Togo and... Got very worried, Damon. Um, <laughs> questions here. Louis says, I know the match may have been rushed between Yo and Show. I really liked it and it showcased what both wrestlers' talents are. Show can be a convincing bad guy, Yo, the underdog. Are you guys hopeful for these two wrestlers' single careers? I'm a bit worried about Show and Bullet Club. And uh, Papa Diamond says, What do you think is next for Yo? So uh, did you have the same concerns? Well, first of all, I thought a very, very good match. Both guys impressed me. Yo, particularly impressive. But then afterwards, I'm thinking, uh oh. And I'm visualizing Show basically being the junior version of Evil with a lot of bullshit and interference with matches. And I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am, Damon.
0: I don't think you are either. Um, We'll work our way backwards. So um, it was heartbreaking to to, to see Show put on that fucking T-shirt because the minute he put it on, at least the minute my interest level just went out the fucking door for show uh, because here's what this is this is again he could join bullet club and joining bullet club that's I mean it's it seems passe at this point but okay we're gonna do it it's not that it's the faction within bullet club and it and, and a little bit of throw up in my mouth just just uh, occurred just saying that. A faction within a Bullet Club, uh, where we have the most gripes.
1: Uh, because like- uh, let's let's, let's the, the track history for this, David. Sorry, it's not very good, is it? If we're looking at, do you remember the firing squad back in 2018, <laughs> leading up to the 2018 J1 with Farley and Tamatonga going into that?
0: <laughs> yes, I do. Uh,
1: we uh, there is a
0: look. There is a lot of speculation out there, and I think we can touch on this. Can we Can we touch on this, Joel? We can touch on this, right?
1: Yeah. I okay. mean, we don't want to steal the, the thunder from no, the no, no. Of voices of wrestling, but their, their reports uh, from their sources within the company suggest that, um, just to give a condensed version, Dick Togo is a voice in the room uh, when booking is concerned, and he is pushing heavily for um, all this interference-based wrestling and it was actually, well, well, we'll come on to it, I guess, for the main event for the the, the Sunday show, but he wanted Evil to win the title again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if uh, these reports are to be believed, then that's the trajectory for show as well.
0: Yeah, and and again, I have no doubt that th- th- these things were communicated to um, Rich and Joe. So um, the, I, I guess my point is this who the fuck is Dick Togo and why the fuck is he even have a voice in this room? And why is this even, uh, something that we want to dip our toes into, I guess is, is really what my maiden concern is. Like how, how did he get, if, if we are to believe what we are to, to, to that we, what we, what we're hearing. And, and, and this isn't something where, where it's just, we're hearing it here. It's been floated around us constantly for a while. How did he get this influence? Where is he and, and why would anyone give this this idea that this is what people wanted or want any kind of weight or substance or this you know what I mean? like why is this happening? I guess is my biggest question. and it's happening. Let's make no mistake about it. Uh, so now we got show, um, who's doing this gimmick that again seems a bit hokey to me, but okay. And he's in this faction of a faction, a faction within a faction. Uh, and we know when we start getting these fucking carbon copies and these fucking you know splinter groups that uh, you know the ship has fucking sailed on the idea only idea, uh, you know or, or, as the kids used to say, jump the shark uh now we're 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 in four, and you know it. just look at look at where look at the t-shirt he's wearing. You know that we are setting up for interference and
1: bullshit and chicanery and fuckery. ten percent of best of the super shoot we can already throw in the bin right ten percent of guess what?
0: You're you're in for a treat when it comes to fucking G one, and not for nothing. Uh, that that one block, Joe. We're gonna have what was the number that was doing six or seven bullet club matches.
1: Bullet Club versus Bullet Club matches yeah. in G one. Well, I suppose m- my prediction would be that this house of torture sort of breaks away from Bullet Club, so. I think we might see the genesis of that during the G1, right. where I I think the bullshit will probably be self-contained to the evil matches and probably Yuja as well. And then we have the Bullet Club people. So Tamatonga, Tangaloa, Chase Owens, Kenta, still wrestling his heels, but not doing all of that interference shit. Right. So that, that will be my prediction. And then that breaks off into a finally a torture uh bullet club for you because we all love uh, bullet club civil wars they they turn out so well last <laughs> they they are the
0: they, i mean how many times have we ch- jump started a a bullet club civil war just to have it fucking fizzle fizzle out um yeah that's i mean that's that's what this is leading to right this is so where we have the splinter group uh that's where the the Hopefully the bullshit will be housed and bullet club versus bullet club. And and then fu- and then this leads to your Jay White babyface turn, right? I mean, is that what we're looking for, right? Yeah,
1: that uh, yeah, that's what I'll be thinking. We finally get that J versus Evil match. But you know, this is like the thing. That there's always interference bullshit in New Japan in one of the factions. Uh, This is an extremely geeky reference, but in Dark Souls 3, there's this boss called Deacons of the Deep where there's this big group of like evil priests and then an evil, like a glowing ball of light sort of flies from one priest to another priest and you've sort of got to chase it around, attacking whichever priest has got the the glowing ball of light on him. So that ball of light is the interference and cheating and bullshit and it sort of jumps from faction to faction. Like when I started watching in 2017, it was Suzuki-gun, and then it jumped over to the, the firing squad guys, and now it's jumped over to the house of torture guys. So it's it's always there, but it's kind of jumping from faction to faction. So it's always uh, there, Joel. It
0: it's always there, Joel. But it is never needed, and it's never yeah, something I'd, I'd be happy for it not to be there. Right? It is so unnecessary. We're not idiots, like we. I, that's that's the thing. It's like the. I hate the bring this up again, but the reason why we all love the new Japan is, 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 is the, the, the idea of these athletes competing over titles and, and, and I don't care what you do in a ring. If you're not compelling, what doesn't matter, Like right? And, and you're not compelling by, this idea of you need to be a dirty filthy heel and then finally get your get your
1: you know what's coming to you like that is just such so a Have you consider Damon that maybe you're not supposed to like these guys you're supposed to boot them leather the heels
0: i understand that but there aren't there more complex ways and 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 should i say less simplified ways of making that happen um i I, I don't know. I find it hard to believe that that's what people want in their pro wrestling. To boo.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there can always be- Yeah, in, 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 an, in an environment where no one's allowed to boo, <laughs> which makes it even the more even more baffling where uh, for your favorite wrestler who you love, uh, you can react by lightly applauding them. But if there's someone you fucking hate and you want to see them destroyed, light applause. Right. And And here's the thing. No one hates pro wrestlers.
0: Like, no, this is not Roddy Piper circa 1984. This is not, I don't understand the mentality that people, like, you don't need to have this idea of, I mean, look, let's do this. Let 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 me ask you this. Name me a heel in all of pro wrestling that is generally a heel that
1: people hate. Exactly. <laughs> right. I thought there was more coming. It sounded like there was a further clause to... Come no, in it was, in that sentence. no, that was it. And that and that is the response I, I
0: anticipated. Like, the closest person I could possibly think of is, like,
1: MJF, right, in 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 AEW.
0: And even then... Yeah, but he,
1: he's gone over to the thing where people actually like him.
0: Right, now. because they appreciate what he does. And, and like, again, the, it's... New Japan, can I can I have a serious question with you? I, I, I can't believe I have to explain this. Like, people don't actually hate your wrestlers. And they don't go there to say, boy, I hope evil gets his gets his due. No one does that. No one does that. And the thing that made you successful was the acknowledgement of that. They wanted to see guys fight for championships, and I put "fight" in there. Okay, I, I get it. it's wrestling. but you get my point, right? This is what the 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 the, the, the crux of it was, and at at the uh, and let's have some of the greatest pro wrestling in ring action, uh, dramatic pro wrestling that you possibly could have on planet Earth. That's what that's what brought you all these eyeballs that came to your product. It was compelling, but it was simple. It was complex, yet it was really at its core the simplest idea possible. And when you when you water it down with this idea that we're cheering and booing based off of like, <laughs> like the Again, no one is going and buying a ticket and saying, boy, I want I want Chase Owens to finally get his his due. No one is doing that. We're not even we're not even suspending our disbelief. Just it's not happening. That's not why we go. Yet, here we are with just I The worst case scenario for show, just to wrap up the show part, the worst case scenario for show that I could possibly give you, Joel, of when we get these questions, what do you think is going to happen to show? What do you think is going to happen here? Happened. The worst case scenario. Because now I have to put up with months of bullshit for a guy who quite easily... I feel has the talent and the skill and and to be a, a a a solid piece of the puzzle without all that and it's and it's quite truthfully it's a little bit sad it's a little bit sad
1: yeah, I mean, we're flogging a dead horse at this point. I don't think there's anyone listening who's like, "No, I disagree. I like the shit." So, right. uh, Boozlepicron says, uh, "Assuming House of Torch will be spun off as its own stable, is this in direct response to half of United Empire either unwilling or unable to get into Japan?" And that is my question. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I, I think a lot of what we see is because of that, right? I think a lot of that is is you know, and and. I'll go so far as to say we don't know what's gonna happen three weeks from now, where because trust me in the past two years, we've seen nothing but change your plans, change your plans, change your plans just because of the the fucking cards that have been dealt so uh to answer the question, I think so i uh, i would I would believe that to be true and and if you think that was fun, who knows who knows what's around the corner when it comes to. Japanese based New Japan Pro Wrestling.
1: Now, to wash the taste of that out of your mouth, Damon, let's talk about the third match, which was the provisional KOPW no DQ I quit match. Toroyano defeating the uh, the champion, Chase Owens, in 28 minutes and 3 seconds. Toroyano becomes a new KOPW 20. Holder. All right, look, 28 minutes is insane i don't care if you got time to fill throwing another undercard tag match like give us some dads and young lions tagging on the undercard i don't care uh but yeah that is <laughs> i didn't need half an hour of this um i like yano going back to his most violent players aesthetic that was fun i pop for that i, I like it when wrestlers can sort of selectively dip back into their lore, their history to enhance a match uh, where where appropriate and I will credit both guys for not putting on a, a dopey comedy match, which I, I predicted last week. I thought that would happen. So I was right. You were wrong. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's that. I, I thought the build-up and the spot on the card called for a more serious match, which they delivered. Uh, it absolutely did not need half an hour. Uh, it reminded me of like WWF hardcore title matches from the Attitude Era, and not in a good way. But if you're into plunder and you like Yano and or Chase, I could see why you would like this. Um, I know it actually went down... Uh, well with some people um, I, one of my friends Sipsy very casual fan he, he liked it apparently people on Reddit liked it as well so uh, <laughs> take that for what it's worth I thought both guys worked hard if they condensed this into a 12 minute match rather than 28 minute one then I'd have liked it even more I did enjoy the finish with Yano looking absolutely unhinged trying to gouge out Chase Owen's eye with scissors just like Magnetier versus Tully yeah, Blanchard Damon you, <laughs> right
0: that was that was mentioned I I did uh, yes, yes yes Um here's the problem and i, I i'm not going to spend too much time on it because i think everybody knows what what i thought of this uh but if you don't i'll give you the brief rundown one again i think yano and, and chase owens um worked very hard and they they busted their ass for 28 minutes i mean that's that's saying something um and i think uh that deserves a round of applause absolutely um just but just for uh context um the the problem that i had was again it's yano and it's chase owens who were were are are in now in this this blood feud over i don't even know what but okay um 28 minutes Right now, if we were to look at some of the greatest I quit matches of all time, these were with guys who uh, main events, you know, these were guys who were probably the top stars of their era um, in a blood feud. And um, it was a cap off to a violent feud already. And we needed to, to to put an end to this. And I need you guys to go out there and have a great violent stop to this feud so that we can move on to bigger and better things. Uh and you referenced Magnum TA Tully Blanchard, right? Starcade. What a one of the one of the one of those at the time, again, uh uh amazing matches and everybody needed to to find it and watch it and learn from it and all that. Uh Magnum Tully, again, uh blood feud for 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 weeks and weeks and weeks. 14 minutes, 43 seconds. Uh Again, another classic. I quit match, feud uh, of the summer in nineteen eighty nine. Flair versus Funk, Ric Flair versus Terry Funk, uh, they, and this is the the final match of this feud that that was going on all summer. Eighteen minutes, thirty three seconds. Uh, hey, you want to go somewhere else, Joel? You want to go to uh, WWE? Uh, some classic, some Attitude Era, huh? Uh, The Rock, maybe you've heard of Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, against mankind. Uh, Famous uh, for those chair shots we talked about the other week, right? Twenty-one minutes, and then we have that that twenty-one minutes. Was that for the
1: WWF title? I believe so. I believe. I believe so. At Royal Rumble. At Royal Rumble. Okay, so one of the biggest shows in the year. Yeah. The biggest title in the company when it was arguably at its hottest in the main event. Tw- 21 minutes. 21 minutes.
0: Uh and then we have guys who again were were it's it's very difficult to do in in pro wrestling to I think it's even harder to do uh in pro wrestling is to take guys that are established mid-carders uh and and you know kind of in the pecking order maybe a little bit lower than most of those stars. Again, Magnum Tully Boy, they carry Jim Crockett promotions. They were red hot. flare Funk, top pro, uh, top.
2: In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value Off Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net, club.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.
0: Uh, program in in the company at that time, Rock Mankind. Yano, Chase Owens, 28 minutes in front of... Two thousand people.
1: Wow! <laughs> wow. I think it's like the, the match length inherently is not a good or a bad thing, but just a bit of common fucking sense. Right? Come on, that's what I'm saying. I here's the thing: over
0: overarching theme in all this, Joel, is the wrestlers themselves are busting their ass to make the shit sandwich that they're getting delivered be tasty.
1: They, yeah, I, I'm sure it's not Chase and Yano saying, we want 28 minutes correct. to tell our story. This is, <laughs> the book is going out to and saying, right, you got half an hour to fill. And I bet they're looking at each other like, what the oh, fuck?
0: fuck? Right. Exactly. Thank you.
1: That's This is
0: exactly the point we're making. They are, this is not the wrestlers. Because truth be told, I thought Yano and Chase Owens did everything they could to fill 28 motherfucking minutes. But whoo. Whoever was the brain surgeon who said you got 28 minutes for this is out of their fucking minds. Um, and probably that bloody Dick Togo, Damon. <laughs> I mean, look, he's the one that is the the new guy, and he's the you know what I mean. Things sort of change. I'm just saying. Uh, if it is, look, if it is, then. I, again, I'm I'm going to question why he has this influence uh, in in making these decisions and what like what does he does somebody owe him
1: money? <laughs> you know we I mean? should use our influence statement, our our considerable influence to launch a campaign to improve New Japan to remove this uh, pernicious element from the the booking committee. hashtag Get your dick out. Ah.
0: ah. Get your dick out. I love it. I mean, look, we don't know if that's, this is the case. We're just putting two and two together. And his name has popped up in many conversations that we've had with many people with various levels of degrees of association and uh, with New Japan Pro Wrestling. That, and, that's, and, and add to that um, Rich and Joe's uh, report, which I, I, I would encourage you guys to listen to. Uh, please do uh, and form your own opinions. Read, read. It, was, it was a written report. Oh, it? oh okay. Um, then, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where you put the pieces of the puzzle together. Um, all I know is that for 28 minutes, we got the pleasures of Yano and Chase Owens, uh, which, again, in any other timeline would seem absolutely preposterous. And I'll go so far as to say this. If we were not in where we are right now, Joel, would we see a 28-minute I quit match between Yano and Chase Owens?
1: No, absolutely exactly. not. This is just because they've got this fixation that there's got to be five uh, or, or six main card matches, and but the, the show still has to be a certain length of time. And then it's the, 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 it's all sort of trickles through where a lot of matches, and this has been a systematic problem throughout New Japan since the the pandemic that a lot of matches are going longer than they should and are suffering as a result. But uh, thankfully we've got G G1 around the corner where uh, that won't be a problem anymore. And question leading into that, actually, Multiverse A says in an interview on Tama's Island, Hikaleo mentioned that Yano was very intimidating during his training in the dojo. After seeing his vicious side on Saturday, do they continue down this path where Yano can be seen as intimidating, or do we go back to the jovial prankster? I think it would be quite cool, actually, if this sort of MVP style Yano sticks around for the G1. Do you think that's likely, or do you think he's going back to haha, Yano? Uh,
0: my my initial reaction is: is this is kind of like Battle Liger, you know, where you know he'll put on the and I I put this in the in the quotes, you know, the serious, you know, non. Uh, horned mask to show that okay we're ready to kick some fucking ass and i think that's what we saw here um i wouldn't have a problem either way i mean yano yeah i mean i'm fucking talking about yano for for a half an hour uh I, I he could do anything he wants to do i don't care just keep it under 28 fucking minutes that's all i ask <laughs> Fair enough. i don't care if he comes uh, okay. out nude. i don't care just keep it under 28 minutes
1: more good news after this match where they announced we're going to get three nights of Wrestle Kingdom this year uh so January 4th and 5th at the Tokyo Dome and January 8th at Yokohama Arena Daryl says three nights of Wrestle Kingdom who the fuck asked for that (laughs) David says three night Wrestle Kingdom how do you think they deal with a heavyweight title across them champ versus G1 winner then against Osprey seems likely but will they have a third night title match too we're going to see KOBW across three nights too aren't we not that I want to see it Uh, Rory says I'm a rare case of being positive. About the road to Wrestle Kingdom and 2022 in New Japan. Three nights for Wrestle Kingdom. How much international talent do you see there, especially AEW talent and their recent acquisitions? And Welkie says, is the third night added to Wrestle Kingdom because of the renovations, and possibly that they will miss their fourth for miss the fourth, for example? And that's my question. Well, no, they're, they're going to be having their show on the fourth. I don't know about the foreign talent thing because, as far as I know, like the visa situation is what it is. If you do not have a visa, you're not getting in. Could, that may have changed by then I was wondering initially if this might be sort of a nod towards uh, the foreign foreigners who didn't want to miss Christmas but it doesn't quite line up in order to do the two week quarantine to make it out by the 8th they'd still end up having to leave uh, on Christmas or, or before Christmas so um, I don't know what the status is for New Year Dash I, I don't know but I don't need three nights of Wrestle Kingdom Damon I don't think anyone does uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, if it does
0: feel like that they are putting their chips on having people return by that point, right? Doesn't, I mean, they, they three nights like, like it makes me somewhat sad because. If things are, if things remain exactly the same, Joel, three nights really dilutes and, and, and waters down these, the meaning of meaning of these shows. And it really, look, January 4th is a, a, an exciting time for everyone involved in this promotion and everyone that follows this promotion. Three nights seems absolutely ludicrous unless things change. And I feel like that they're putting their chips in all in, pardon the pun, to make this happen. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the quarantine rules are going to be come January, Joel. I don't know what the state of COVID is going to be in Japan at during that time. I don't think that they do. But they're going for it and they're and they and they stuck their neck out for three nights. And here's the thing, it's January 4th, right? January 5th and then January 8th, is it? That's I mean that's I don't I don't I I I don't know what they're thinking, man. I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. But I'm just hoping the cavalry is coming because can you imagine three nights? What with, with exactly what they have right now, like like without bringing people in, can you imagine what the
1: fuck they're going to do? No, and you can't make me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just like I I know I had a conversation with you offline. And it was more toward G1. And and I had mentioned, and again, maybe we should t- – I, 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 I was I, – I'll just put it out there. I was like, do they have to run G1 this year? Like it just feels like it's just not the same, right? And man, if the idea was to run two nights of Wrestle Kingdom, I, I think everyone – I don't think that there is anyone – on planet earth that is a new Japan pro wrestling fan would be like saddened or disappointed, or they would be like, yeah, it makes fucking perfect sense for one night of wrestle kingdom. And I know it's the 50th anniversary and I know they want it to be special, but guess what? You, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of those idiots who have those, um, uh, those uh, baby reveal parties and then light the whole fucking state on fire, setting off their fireworks. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, like we're in a, the middle of a drought where there's the, like we can't have any kind of sparks or any type of flame. If we do, nope. I'm gonna go out and shoot off my fireworks to reveal the gender of my child. Yay, everyone! Uh, oh, the whole town's on fire now. Like this is what this is. Like we're going to. They they just have their fucking thumbs in their ears. La 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 la. We're now doing three. <laughs> Oh, they have to. They have to truly believe that 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 the Calvary is coming, and they have to, right? Because there, there's no fucking way possible that anyone is going to be excited for three nights with the cards they are currently holding.
1: Yeah, they are sifting through the putrefying guts of the golden goose. It's <laughs> just <laughs> lying in a mouldering. Pile of offal at the moment. Okay, the uh, fourth match is a special singles match. Jeff Cobb defeated Kazichka Okada 27 minutes 41 with the Tour of the Islands. I did know Okada's looking in tremendous shape. He looked much yeah. more, he, he was ripped, he looked a lot more mobile and dynamic than usual. He was bumping like a madman and, and helped Cobb to be, uh, you know, his absolute Gary Albright best here. You know, Cobb was catching him one handed, catching the diving crossbody, suplexing him onto the floor. And uh, it, was, it was interesting seeing sort of in the story of the match, Okada adapting to that, working in some nice DBT counters. And then the close on the match, working around the story of whether Cobb could hit a Tour of the Islands. And then he gets, you know, the, the big avalanche run off the top rope and uh, another one to seal the deal. Uh, some really impressive strength and agility from both men. Huge win for Jeff Cobb here. Well-deserved, very good match. And I'm wondering, is this uh, going to be a launching pad for Jeff Cobb to possibly win his G1 block? We'll come on to that later, but uh, all in all, very good match here.
0: Jeff Cobb has been the highlight of pandemic-based New Japan in Japan. Like he's like if, of he do a
1: reward, isn't he?
0: I'm telling you, man. Like he he feels like he has for a guy who's been in the business, you know, quite a few years now. It feels like he is like leaps and bounds over what he once was. Um and you know it's it, it uh, once again. It's, it's hard to to have those middle of the road guys and turn them into stars. And it helps if the the person himself can can make that work and has the ability to make that work. I feel like Jeff Cobb has absolutely done it. I think I think that New Japan has hit a home run with Jeff Cobb, um, absolutely. And he looked great here. I thought this match was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I thought the finish was perfect, um, and yeah, I think I think we are in for a a, a big run with Cobb in G one. Yes.
1: Our main event was the IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Championship match. Rashi Tanahashi uh, in a successful first defense against the challenger Kota Ibushi. Seventeen minutes forty seven seconds yeah. by a high fly from- Yes. Thank you. Oh, what do you got? What's this? Corn soup. Corn soup. Oh, Mally's just brought this corn soup. Delicious. Homemade. Homemade. Yeah, so 17 minutes, 47 seconds. This surprised a lot of people, but I thought it was a good length. And and it's also worth keeping in mind that the previous singles match between these guys in the 2019 G1 was only 15 minutes. So there is precedence for them having shorter matches. Uh, It was... Very uh, emotional seeing you know, Ibushi sort of tearing up in the ring to start with. So I don't know, maybe that aspirational pneumonia thing was a lot more serious than we thought. I mean, it sounded pretty bad as it was, but you could see it meant a lot to him to be in uh, in, in the ring again in a big match like this. Dakota and Ibushi just walking con- walking walk the room? Is <laughs> he <laughs> <laughs> no, there right now? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <I'm> can- <laughs> Very emotional. Uh, yeah. I tell you, something funny happened yesterday Damon I, after work I met Mally and Esther in a department store because they were getting new shoes for Esther and she always looks excited she's very excited when I come home and like daddy and runs up to me so we're in this department store I sort of crept up to her, and she turned around and saw me daddy ran towards me and then when she was about one foot away from me. She did a sharp 90 degree turn and just ran off the <laughs> direction adjacent to me and went to like grab some toys off the shelf, which uh, uh... I like, laugh that a lot. It was, it was like Leo rush wrestling. Uh, but yeah, anyway, back to this match. Uh, this was, um, it was, yeah, it, it kind of reversed the story that they were telling, uh, previously where it had been, you know, Ibushi finally eclipsing Tanahashi and, and pulling away from him. But now, uh, opposite story obviously which made sense given the the injury that the illness for Ibushi it was short it was intense it was emotional Ibushi managed to take uh neck bumps on the sling blades yeah. the counters were great I, I could really buy this story you know of Ibushi knowing that his cardio shot because of his illness so he's rushing trying to use his big finishes before he's softened up Tanahashi enough so Tana, as the more experienced more prepared wrestler he's in better condition He was able to punish Ibushi for his recklessness so I enjoyed this one a lot
0: I did too. And, and I thought it was a perfectly paced, booked time, everything. Um, once again, you got two guys that are just world-class pro wrestlers doing what they do best um, in some – in I don't want to say a limited fashion, but they were able to trim the fat, condense it, uh, and, and make it even that much more enjoyable. Now, again, I've heard – You know, the reason why the undercard did go so well was because they didn't want those guys to go, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Just, you know, for they were just concerned for that aspect. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. I will say this, though. From a, you know, pro wrestling fan's perspective, it makes perfect sense. And I think New Japan was spot on in the sense that okay, here's a guy that everyone knew had a lot of struggles when it came to pneumonia and um, uh, the, the 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 illness that that he had. You know, for him to come back and just be fresh faced and and going 30 minutes um, again, just from a pro wrestling fan perspective, wouldn't make that much sense. So they did add a little bit of realism to the. Real life situation that he was probably going through, um, and you could you could see that it, you know he wore it. He wore those emotions uh, uh, in the ring. So I thought this was really good. I I I really thought this was smart, and I thought it was delivered well. Um, and it was ref- it was almost like a, a cleansing of the palate. Of okay, that was that's where we should be. That those these are the marks we should be hitting um when it comes to the times and again i don't want to i don't want th- people to think that just because a match goes long means that it's oh, another long match a match can go f- as long as it fucking needs to go um it's just when it becomes a cliche i guess that you have to go a certain length and then when you have situations where it just preposterous to go the length of time that it does I thought this was perfect um i again i I like to throw out flakes just to give people um an idea of what I thought of a match and what i like like how my enjoyment of it and I was in the fours um I was in the low fours with this um which I think is perfectly fine and perfectly acceptable giving exactly what we were up against.
1: Right, moving on to <laughs> day two, then, which had an attendance of 2,780. Uh, opening, match, well, the first match was great O'Connor and Jeff Cobb, or Carn on the Cobb as we like to call them, defeating Ishii and Okada 12 minutes for 45 seconds. Great O'Connor getting the pinfall, excuse me, I'm burping up my <laughs> uh, but uh, beating Ishii, uh, pinning Ishii after the eliminator. I really love this Khan on the Cobb team, they are, I don't know if. Individually, the, the guys are too good to be involved in a tag title match at Wrestle Kingdom, but they are too good not to be in the mix with World Tag League. Like, I would just love to see these guys just destroy everyone in that tournament. Uh, really great closing sequence here with Okan and Ishii, and I, I think that's a big pinfall for Okan. And I'm looking for him to make waves in this uh, G1 climax. I, I would not be shocked if he is still in the mix when we're getting down to the, the final few nights. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised
0: either. Um, he needed a win. He was one of those guys out of it, we kept saying kind of need needed a win. Um, and for him to pick up the pinfall was was I thought was pretty huge. Yeah, I like the tag team too, man. Uh and it and again, if 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 we're spec if our speculation is spot on, uh it might be a little bit before we see uh a lot from that tag team. Maybe on the undercards, right? Maybe um, you know how they set up the G ones for the next um, the next night, um, I don't know if they're going to do that a lot, though. They, they didn't do that a lot last year, did they? they? We just, we, I mean, it was it's a different scenario, mind you. But we just went right into tournament matches. I felt like it felt like G One was an easier watch last year, right? Am I am I out of my mind when I say that?
1: It was six match cards, wasn't it? So yeah. they had a young line opener. They rotated between Suji, Wemmer and Kids, and then straight into our block matches. Um, yeah. So this time. There will be one undercard, well, one non-G1 match, I think. So I'm just looking at a few of them here involving uh, some Young Lions, some Juniors. Okay. So, yeah, we're still looking at six six match cards here.
0: Okay. That makes it a little bit more... I, I liked it last year when they did that. So um, I'm, I'm on board with that.
1: Okay. Uh, all right. So
0: that's that. Uh, second match. I know we're... we're, we're kinda of press our time so we
1: might yeah. blow through um, a little Second match was the uh IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with Suzuki Gun, uh Kanemaru Desperado defeating the champions, ELP and Ishimori. Despie pinned Phantasmo after twenty eight minutes, twenty eight seconds with a pinche loco. And yeah, I like this. This is good. I always enjoy uh the, the junior tag title matches. I like both of these teams. Um Surprised by the result, I really thought ALP and Ishimori would take the junior titles over to the USA. They could have had a lot of interesting defences there, but I guess New Japan wanted them as a a quote-unquote attraction in Japan. You know, they've lined up a future challenge for the Flying Tigers, so fair enough. Um, This one sort of verged on sort of cartoonish towards the ends with all the shenanigans with a loaded boot and the whiskey bottle. I thought it was quite fun. I liked it, but I I can see how, if you're into your serious wrestling, this might've crossed the line for some people. Yeah. Next match. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, Her third match was the IWGP heavyweight tag team championship three-way match with dangerous techers, Zach and Taichi beating Sonada and Naito and Yoshihashi and Goto. Taichi got the pin over Yoshihashi after 26 minutes, 43 seconds following the black Mephisto I like this one a lot. This is this is my kind of match. Maybe my favourite match of the weekend because I'm a big fan of the Tornado Tag Star Mayhem of the six-man matches. I think New Japan do them really well. This built on the previous matches with all of these teams really nicely. Uh, closing sequence I thought was particularly great. Really showcased the superior synergy of dangerous techers and Taichi's hakker her elbow might be my favorite move in wrestling. And we absolutely clobbered Goto with that. It was it was outstanding. So yeah. the way this played on previous finishes uh between these teams with you know the blind tags and Zach and Taichi rescuing each other from various finishes and then finishing off Yoshihashi with a black mephisto. I found really satisfying. I thought it was a very good match.
0: Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um again I, I I'm trying to see like look look for tea leaves in a lot of these finishes and again because we are rolling into G1 season. Um, tai Chi getting in the win, I think, is another little feather in this cap. Um, again, I don't know how deep they're going to go. Um, you know, either one, Zach or Tai Chi, but it just helps solidify stuff. Um, I was, I was even actually while watching the match, I was like, Yoshiashi's getting the fucking win here, just to kind of, you know, because he's gonna, you know, he's gonna need as much energy as he, as he can get going into G1. Um, I think they made the right move. With with who got the pin, um, and again, I don't know if it's going to be something that that is going to impact G one in any way, shape, or form. But um, I, again, I did like the fact that it was him, and it wasn't. I think any. Let's put it this way: there's nobody in that fucking match that wouldn't have benefited from getting the pinfall. Even if Goto got the fucking pinfall, you'd be like, "All right, that makes sense. He's got it. You know, we got to warm up Hiroki Goto, who again always can use a little bit of a boost um, when it comes." to g1 season um just you know just to remind people of oh yeah okay this guy can go so yeah i like that i like the match i thought it was well constructed they they can be somewhat of a clusterfuck um but i thought they they paced it well and they managed it well so
1: yeah i thought it was really good yep a fourth match, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. The champion Robbie Eagles with a successful first defense against the challenger Hiromu Takahashi. I think like as I said last week, I think the right man won here. I think it makes total sense for a, a rusty Hiromu to be soundly beaten by the reigning champ, who's at, at the top of his game right now in, in top form. I thought this match was great. We had lots of really thrilling moments, like the the cannonball through the ropes onto the guardrail. And like the, the speed and fluidity of the exchanges was top tier. I thought Hiromu's selling was really good too, particularly the closing moments where he really drew out the, the agony and, and suspense of whether he would get out of the Ron Miller special. So uh, this is a, a huge feather in Robbie's cap. Well deserved, in my opinion. I think the, the junior title is on the best man in the division. Um, El Desperado came out to challenge, uh, notably with his handle iced up, selling the the punch with a loaded boot from earlier, and the Flying Tiger is going to challenge for the junior titles, uh, the tag titles, as I mentioned. Uh, William says, "Why was Robbie Eagles wearing new gear in United Empire colours if he wasn't joining?" I think that was just Australia colours. I don't think that was United Empire colours. But what did you think of the match?
0: I it. Thought it was fantastic. I was, I was a little shocked by the finish. Um, I don't think that there were there were a ton of people that were thinking. You know, I mean. Maybe there, maybe I was just out of the loop, but I I didn't think Robbie Eagles was walking out with the title. Um, I just don't. I guess maybe I thought it was the easiest way to go. Would would be to just to put the title back on Hiromo and 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 away we go into the autumn months. Um, that being said, it's probably best for him not to have the title. I mean, if if we're being honest here, let's let's. Let's, let's set up some, some different challenges. You know, we got Despy. Um, what's the word on Best of the Super Juniors? I mean, is that still a go this year?
1: Yeah, they've announced that they're doing it combined with World Tag League again. Okay, But there was a, an interesting caveat to that, which was that last year they did it in alternating shows. So you'd have a Best of the Super Juniors, so they a World Tag League show. But uh, it says based on a Google translation Chris Samson sent my way uh, to blah, blah, blah. this year, we plan to hold each tournament irregularly instead of alternately. And the same league game may be held in a series of battles. So it sounds like they're going to be mixed shows, maybe even different size blocks for either tournament. So okay. uh, it is still happening. Yes. Okay. All right. And then, you know, I,
0: would you say that at that point, Hiromu is the odds on winner of this?
1: Probably. I wonder if, um, we might see a title change prior to this. We've got power struggle beforehand because I'm just, there's no reason why Robbie Eagle shouldn't be defending it at Wrestle Kingdom more than capable of doing it. Yeah. But I, again, I'm just thinking of Despie Hiromu as the match. So possibly Despie wins the title from Robbie at power struggle. Hiromu wins best of the super juniors. And then we can do Despy Hiromu uh, for the title at Wrestle Kingdom.
0: I got three fucking nights at Wrestle Kingdom. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. I, like uh, but then, I, but I did then... like the match. I'm sorry, I, I my, my, my fucking dropped out. Uh, I did like the match. It was good. Liked it. Um, again, I was kind of in the fours with it. Um, just to give my level of like, uh, I was surprised by the finish. But in hindsight, it's probably the best moving forward.
1: Main event, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match. Shingo Takagi with a second defense, successfully defending against Evil. Beat him in 30 minutes, 20 seconds, warning the last of the dragon. Uh, Damon, they used a kick out as a ref bump. And that is my review.
0: <laughs> I like the match. Um, leading up to... Uh, look... I think the, the 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 biggest worry that I have and if again from what the speculation has been the fact that there was even a discussion or a thought or a a a, a glimmer that this title was going to change hands to evil is just unbelievably preposterous to me and the fact that again I don't we don't have anything confirmed and I think this is something that might be a little bit difficult to confirm I don't know but if the Dick Togo has this much stroke that it, it was even a thought of quite possibly the worst decision of New Japan in the past three years can you think of a worse decision? I mean aside from like some of the hirings that they might have, have gone through and through and done. Um can you think of a worse fucking decision in the past 3 years and the fact that there was even a and again I'm I'm talking about speculation here but the fact that there was even a thought that they would do this does that, sh- does, that does that rattle you
1: a little bit? Yeah, it's again it's not even something that should be mentioned at the table let alone seriously discussed. I'm 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 blown away by that.
0: No one there is not a single person besides the, the people that are pitching it that would want this. And again, I hate the fact that I'm sitting here talking about things that are you know, not certainly not concrete and and you know, I would love to get more information on that, but God almighty, it's just just unbelievable. Unbelievable How, what do you think Shingo feels about that? What do
1: you think Well, according to the report, he's pissed. He yeah. doesn't like it at all. Yeah. All
0: right. Look. like uh, get your dick out. Get your dick out. Hashtag get your dick out. Um, the match was okay. The match was fine. It was, certainly wasn't on my in my in my top five shingo matches of all time, that's for sure. Um, uh, but I thought it was fine. Um we're gonna see a lot more evil though. <laughs> we're gonna see a lot more of evil, that's for sure.
1: All right, let's move on to talking about the G1 climax. So uh, A block, we got Ibushi, Naito, Shingo. Zach Saber Jr., Yano Ishii, Yujiro Kenta, Tangaloa, and Great Okan. B block, Sanada, Taichi, Yoshihashi, Goto, Jeff Cobb, Evil, Tamatonga, Chase Owens, Okada, Tanahashi. I don't think the B block is terrible, as as some people are saying. I think there's a lot of good workers in there. Taichi, Yoshihashi's much improved. Goto, you can always rely on. Jeff Cobb has been outstanding this year. Uh, Okada, I I think we're going to get good Okada this year, and Tanahashi's always great. So I don't think. That block is a write-off by any means, but A block is definitely the stronger one. Um, a lot of sexy matchups there. Uh, God, there's so much to get into here. I don't really know where to start. All right, well, let's start with just sort of uh, fate, uh, just initial thoughts on that lineup. I mean, it was exactly as we predicted. Um, yeah. Jamie says for me, the G1 lineup looks like. New Japan have just gone. This will do, rather than trying to put together a proper lineup. Is the lineup good enough, in your opinion? No. Kid Quattro says. I see a lot of people complaining about the G1 blocks. What are your thoughts on them? Who should have been included that wasn't? What could have been done to make it more exciting? And Cactus Max please have Joel rant for ten minutes about people wanting the G1 to run a US block or packing it with outsiders. It will be entertaining. So uh, I have a feeling we, we might be disagreeing on this statement. I this is not a sexy lineup at all. It's disappointing, uh, but it's what I expected. So maybe that's a, uh, maybe I'm contradicting myself that I, I don't love it. This is not the best G1 lineup I've ever seen, but for all New Japan's faults, and they made plenty of unforced errors, which we've taken them to task over. I don't think you can blame them for this one because the, the two things I hear people saying that they would have wanted to make it better is one put juniors in it. Like, First of all, we've got best of the super juniors around the corner, and I don't think it is sensible to jeopardise the health of your juniors by sticking them into this tournament and risk them getting COVID or getting injured. You know, especially someone like Hiromu, who has had this plenty of injury troubles over the year. And, and for what? You know, you're going to put the juniors in so they get, what, 4.6 points just to, to have like slightly more interesting undercards. Personally, I, I don't think that's a feasible decision. The second one, people saying, oh, they should have brought in some independent talents from other Japanese promoters. They could have got, you know, Sekimoto or Okobayashi, Yuji Hino, blah, blah, blah. You've seen how fucking long it's taken them to broadcast stardom dark matches, which is a Bushiro property, just because of the politics between TV Asahi and NTV. I just think that thing's a complete non-starter. And even if it were, is it, you know, th- those kind of names I've mentioned, they might be exciting for sort of hardcore pro-rest fans like us, but are they gonna move the needle for a casual audience? I'm not sure if they would. I I you know that the, the debate is is up in the air for that one. So really I think given the circumstances, this is the best New Japan could have done. Um I, I really can't think of anything they could have done differently. It's the the
0: problem is this is that you have a large portion of what would make G1 so much better sitting over in the United States under the, the same company name that aren't in the in the tournament, right? So right out of the gate, Suzuki, Osprey, Jay White, uh, you know, these are names that would easily be in G1 that are in the United States, not in your tournament, right? For whatever reason,
1: they decided, nope, I'm staying here. That's, do you think there's a possibility that that might have been the company wanting them there to get generate bars and sell tickets for their US shows over G1 you think that's not not the case then I, I mean I, I
0: just I mean you know this is a flagship event for you guys you you're you're gonna have uh, a a slew of guys again these this is not show. And, uh, you know, uh, fucking, you know, whomever, uh, these are big names that are not in your tournament that easily would be in. And they're sitting here basically saying, yeah, we're not going (laughs) right again with the idea of there are Americans and there are foreigners that, uh, are in this tournament and whether they live in Japan or not in okay. Chase is in this tournament. Uh, Kenta is in this tournament. Tamatanga is in this tournament. It's just that the optics of that is not good. It, I don't care how you spin it. It's not good. Um, uh, you have people that are in this tournament that are are looked at as not worthy of being in it I I hate to break the bad news uh, Joel that B block you, what you have is Hiroshi tanahashi you have Jeff Cobb you have Okada and then give me give me give me the sexiness Taichi okay I, I mean Okay. Sonata is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but you see my point? I mean, is anybody going to wake up early for Sonata Yoshihashi? Is anybody going to wake up early for Godot versus Tamatanga? And every year you have these matches that, okay, may not be as sexy. And we just need to get from point A to point B. But again, looking at that, it's just like, whew. And to me, There's a reason why those guys who are not in G1 are not in it. And there's been a lot of speculation about the safetyness, the protocols, whatever the case may be, of New Japan making it as safe as possible for their performers. And I will go on the record and say that I've had more than one person say that. So I'm putting it out there. That I think it goes a little bit beyond the fact that they wanted these guys to be on U.S.-based shows and not g one And maybe it was the wrestler saying, you know what, until you fix some things, we're going to stay over here.
1: Right. So in that case, what you're saying is uh, what New Japan could have done differently to give us a sexy G1 lineup was not making mistakes several months ago. Possibly. Yes. So this is like, this is chickens coming home to roost where they, the company did make some unforced errors earlier in the year. And as a result, we are looking at a worse G1 climax lineup yep I think that's fair
0: right and I and I, I don't think I'm stepping out of my out of out of line with that right um, from from information that's been passed along to us um I wouldn't be surprised if guys made a conscious decision to be like nope, I'm good.
1: Well, uh, Eric says, are Okada and Yujiro in separate blocks to keep them apart until Wrestle Kingdom?" CM Wraith says, who besides Okada has any chance of winning B block? Uh, So I'm just looking through here. Uh, There is some interesting stuff. I mean, some stuff I'm looking forward to. I want to see what Tangaloa is made of. Um, I think he will be working very hard to make good impressions here. And Great Okan as well. I'm looking forward to seeing him in this tournament and seeing lots of singles matches with him. In terms of prognosticating winners, I mean, let's look at opening a couple of nights in Osaka. So for what it's worth, the first match, like the, the non-G1 matches, are going to be Young lines against Juniors. So for example, on the first night in Osaka, September 18th, we've got Yohei Oiwa against Sho. That's our opening match. And then into the block matches. So first night, we've got Ibushi versus Yujiro, Great Okan versus Tangaloa, Yano versus Kenta, Naito versus Zack, and Ishii versus Shingo. So we've got two very sexy matches topping off that opening night and then the opening night for the b block uh, also in osaka we've got a kosei fujita against show as our opening match then we've got yoshihashi against evil Jeff Cobb, That was really good last year, Yoshihashi versus Evil. I'm surprised it's that low on the card. Jeff Cobb against Chase Owens. Sanada against Tamatonga. Goto against Taichi. And they've got history. They've had some good matches together. And then our main event for that first B-Block show is Tanahashi versus Okada. So that's always a fun one to look forward to. So those are our opening two nights. Uh, skipping ahead uh, some other interesting stuff here we've got Naito versus Shingo in Kobe World Hall Uh, so fuck you Dragon Gate (laughs) and then uh, I'm looking at the final nights for the A-Block and B-Block. Okay, so A-Block. Yeah. Obviously, we don't have a match order for this, but I'll read you the matches and maybe we can sort of prognosticate right. our, what we think the standings might be and, and permutations going into the final. So final night for the A-Block, we've got Ibushi versus Kenta. That looks like it's going to be decisive. We've got Ishii versus Yano. Probably not. Shingo versus Yujiro. Possibly. I mean, Yujiro spoiling Shingo is not out of the question. If you want to have more... Shingo fucking around with uh, the, the House of Torture. Naito versus Great Okan. That looks like it's going to be significant. Possibly maybe a situation where Naito's got a win to go through because they're one-on-one, one, Naito and Okan. So, you know, it's the rubber match between them. Uh, and then Zach against Tangaloa, which... I doesn't don't think
0: seem like it.
1: Yeah. No. So I, I think we're looking at here Ibushi versus Kenta and Naito versus Okan being the decisive ones. Um, I... Early early thoughts: Naito to win this tournament. I think I could see maybe Kenta spoiling Ibushi, and then Naito being O'Connor to go through to the final. Um, any thoughts on that A block? How you see that playing out?
0: Yeah, I see Naito winning that just just by what that final night is giving us. Again, Zach the Zach match is not going to play a factor. Um, yeah, I think I think it's Naito. Um, yeah, getting out of block A. Yep.
1: Or possibly my prediction from last year, which was a Kenta Okada final. That, that's going to be my my uh, second choice here. So I could see maybe Kenta go through. But
0: uh, what's Ibushi doing that
1: last night? Ibushi gets Kenta. Wow.
0: And then Kenta, you think Kenta Naito finals, block A? Uh.
1: Okay, so my first choice would be Naito winning the A block uh. and facing someone else in the final. My second choice would be Kenta winning the A block and facing... Right, but Bonaparte what I'm saying
0: is, is that... Oh,
1: I'll, I got you, I got you, I got you, you. Okay, I'm sorry. I feel so, like Dave Meltzer here.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is... This Naito has 12 points, and uh, if he beats <laughs> this guy, then let me rattle some papers.
1: If there's a time limit draw here, then that means the winner of the first match will go through on away goals. Okay, so <laughs> the, the uh, finals of the B block, we have got Tanahashi versus Taichi. That could be significant. Yeah. I, you, you rule off Tanahashi at your peril in this tournament. We have Okada versus Jeff Cobb. That go. one looks decisive. That's, that's got block decider written all over it to me. Uh, uh, in a rematch from what we've just seen. Goto against Tamatonga, Yoshihashi against Chase, Sanada versus Evil. Sanada versus Evil. Okay, so how about we have, uh, let's say, Taichi spoiling Tanahashi, we have Sanada spoiling Evil, and then we have Okada versus Jeff Cobb for all the marbles. And, well, my scenario A, Jeff Cobb wins, Jeff Cobb versus Naito final, Naito wins, or scenario B, Okada wins. Okada versus Kenta final, final uh, Okada beats Kenta in the final.
0: I like the Jeff Cobb. We've been saying it for months, right? Like we've been saying that even before the, the the participants were announced, Jeff Cobb is is going to have a decent, better than decent, a strong G1. And it's kind of just, I, why why get off that horse now? So, yeah, uh, I think fi- I think finals we'll see Cobb-Naito, right? I really do.
1: Yeah, I, I would really look forward to that. Cola Blue says, "How excited are you for the annual pre G one press conference fashion parade this year?" That is oh. my question. <laughs> I'm really interested to see. Uh, well, one, what does a smartly dressed Chase Owens look like? <laughs> and two, I want to see what a rocks up in because I think that will be really good too. Um,
0: it is, is and it's fall, and, and it's you know the, the autumn months, Joel. So it's you're not going to get summertime Sonata in his, uh, uh, you know, no sock, you know. Uh, summertime apparel you're you're going you, you, <laughs> well,
1: it looks like he's just got off his yacht right right
0: right um yeah we're, we're it's, it's going to be a different look i
1: i i predict a couple scarves i think we'll see some scarves that'd be nice
0: nice all
1: right uh Zephyrus elf says which g1 winner would have the worst long-term effects on booking uh evil. again all the talk we've had evil would be horrible uh, again i cannot rule it out but i think it would be just it would make me uh, throw up in my mouth a little bit if Evil won the G1 Climax. Uh, so I'll Jay- tell you what, if Evil Jay- wins G1
0: cl- Climax, we're done. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fe- fe-
1: deal, deal. Deal. You know, we're
0: putting it out there. If Evil wins, the Super J cast ends. And I know there's people <laughs> rooting for Evil right now, but, <laughs> but, but if Evil wins, I'm fucking done.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, I, there's a lot of good questions here. I'm going to save some of them for next week. I want to talk about strong. I want to talk about Josh Alexander versus Daniel Garcia. Sounds good. I fucking love that match. I thought it was absolutely tremendous. uh I get big Steiner energy from Josh Alexander. He is one guy that I'm penciling in for when that travel opens up. He is a surefire hit in Japan. So I really hope. I mean, it looks like the, the relationship's going to continue with uh, both of these guys in New Japan, and, and I hope so, because I can see tremendous upside for both. But Alexander just looked like a fucking monster here. And part of that, a lot of that actually was down to Daniel Garcia, who was a tremendous babyface and was just bumping, like ragdolling, like hell for Alexander. Garcia, he, he reminded me of uh, my off base here, young Okada, just with mm-hmm. his athleticism and his sort of babyface charm. Um, yeah, so I, I really love that match on Strong. Um,
0: yeah, you pointed that match out to me. You said you like you gotta watch this. This 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 one's you gotta watch. And again, it wasn't a you know, it's not a, a fucking Wrestle Kingdom main event here. But for a what did it go? Twelve minutes, eleven minutes. Um for what it was, it was like technically sound in an empty arena or in an empty fucking warehouse that made sense. Um it was like stat finish, the I mean that 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 was a kind of like a, a modified pile driver, right? I don't even I don't know what he calls it. Um everything looked good, everything looked crisp. Uh and how was it divine intervention? Divine intervention. Divine intervention couldn't keep him one from who's that? Who's who am I saying right now? around Um should have guessed. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, listen, that would be the odds on, right? Um uh yeah how old is Daniel
1: Garcia he's 22 22 you think that guy's got a future huge future like tremendous outside again he's a guy he he is billed at uh, 187 pounds so he is someone you should be penciling in right now for best of the super juniors if you can for next year especially. I would I would the problem is is that
0: they're not gonna be able to I mean he's you know, you're not locking anybody. Here's what I hope Strong winds up being, though. I hope it does wind up being a place where all these different promotions send younger talent with, with again, kind of what it is now. You know, so, you know, with a, a smattering of of you know bigger names hopping in and out every once in a while. That's what I really hope it is. Um, that it's they just have so much that they can pick from, and he's one of them. Yeah, yeah, put them best. They, <laughs> They're not gonna put him in there though. They're not gonna. They're not gonna Well they, who knows? They he don't have the guts. They don't year. have the fucking guts to do that. New Japan does not have the guts to put him in there. New Japan doesn't have the the guts to put Leo Rush in it.
1: They would if they could, Damon. I mean it's just they can't get visas for these guys. So I think next year's best of the super juniors will be uh very, very different.
0: Why don't we run G1 in the United States, man?
1: Shut up! <laughs> If I hear that again, I'm going to put my foot through my fucking laptop and send the bill to these fucking smooth brains on Twitter. (laughs) Smooth brains. It's just the armchair fantasy booking, these people just sitting on their asses, fantasy booking and getting a... Like, it's fine. Fantasy booking is fine. It's like, oh, it would be a cool idea if they could do this, if they could get this guy, if they could book this. Yes, it would be cool. But then getting angry when it doesn't happen, shitting your nappy like a big fucking baby... (laughs) There's a fucking pandemic on. What's wrong with people? <laughs> Can we stop the show now? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> right. I've got lots of great questions. We'll come to them next week because next week there won't be much else to talk about, uh, I hope. Uh, redsirgott.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. If you want to throw some money our way, we like money. That helps us keep the podcast going. Discord link in the show notes at Cobra Kawaii and Pro forward slash super j cast for our t-shirts. Big thanks, Editor Dan. Find him on Twitter at LousyHero219. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. Give us a five-snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at TheSuperJFast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye.